Okay. Welcome, everyone, to this week's Really Big Fan Podcast. I am your host, Shizaka. I am joined this week, as always, by my co-host, Acronym. Do I do it again? Wala. Okay. That's how we start the show now. No, it's not. It's canon. It's how it's how the show starts. This is a canon event, and I'm going to create a falling in the universe because I did that. Exactly. Miguel is going to be very angry at you. He can be very angry at me if he wants. <laughs> no, I'm not really horny for a cartoon, to be honest with you. No? There are a lot of people that are, but I don't... There's, there's something about... It being a cartoon that I completely disconnected in, like, sexual mindset. In that way, you are still a normal human being. Yeah, Rest like... You see a sexy cartoon or like, hey... Yeah, no, I don't really get that way. I'm like, I've had a crush on Dimitri when I was a kid from Anastasia, but that is the only time. Interesting. But, like, other than that, like, there's never been, like... I've I've definitely never had sexual feelings toward the the Robin Hood fox. Like you guys always yell furries. Yeah, Robin Hood no nope. invented furries. Yep, that never did anything for me. Robin Hood invented <laughs> furries, and then it was reinforced through our '80s cartoons. It's funny that we're having this conversation because that is what our guest is going to talk about. I mean, she's not talking about being horny about cartoons. We're just talking about cartoons. No, we're saving that for the really big fan pod after dark. Is Justin just going to be the co-host on that? I guess so, because we haven't even discussed it, but I feel like you're already like, no, I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah, this is weird. It's going to be me and Justin talking about dirty. I, I can't even walk in a sex shop with you without feeling uncomfortable. So, like, I don't think... That the way you I said can. that is like it's my fault. That no, no. I literally just, I am so, like, weird about it. Like, I'm not even a prude necessarily, but I feel, like, awkward walking into a sex shop at any given point. They had to drag me every time I went with, like, Amanda. Sure. Every time I went with Greg. It was weird. Well, that <laughs> what you said is I can't walk into a sex shop with you no. without it. I was like, oh, so it's... No, it's not your fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're warmed up here, so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the... <sighs> headlines. That was really gross. Wasn't it? Yeah. So, starting off the headlines with kind of a sad headline, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, was announced earlier this week that he will no longer be the voice of Mario. Well, he is getting up there. Yeah, he's he's stepping back from recording character voices and will become a Mario ambassador, traveling the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with fans. I feel like that would be more work, not less work. Probably, but maybe it's just like, I mean... Maybe they also are going to move somebody else in that's younger or whatever, and they're doing it while he's still alive. This better not be how they replace Mario with Chris Pratt. Ew, that would be disgusting. Awful. Like, never, never. No, don't do that. The next Mario game is a fully voiced Mario, and it's just friggin' Chris Pratt. I think I will hate Mario after that. <laughs> um, there is a clip on our Facebook page that I did share of him playing Mario. Like he was playing the game, the game itself, and nice. he's doing the voices as he's doing. He's a it's me, Mario. Oh, Mario, Odyssey, and it's really freaking cute. That's so, amazing. That's what I was gonna say. Which Mario was it? Was it Odyssey? I think it was Odyssey that he was playing. Cool. Um, so if you want to see that clip, go to our Facebook page. Excellent. <laughs> if you had to recast Mario, w- would you make any hard decisions? Would you like? I don't know, make him a hardcore Brooklyn guy with a cigarette voice. I, I don't think that you should change something that's not broken. Yeah. I, I think he's perfect the way he is. And if you're going to have somebody do it, 
he's going to have to imitate the other guy. You hear us. You hear Mario. You are perfect the way you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, AEW's fight uh, or AEW's All In is coming up this weekend. Yes. And they announced uh, as part of All In that uh, starting Thursday, they're adding the stadium stampede mode. To the Fight Forever game. I'm just staring at your computer because of where you... Where's thing is? Yeah, it's just showing his eyes. That's very terrifying. Peeking over the thing. Sorry, I got distracted. Yeah. Thursday, <laughs> August 24th, uh, you can play Fight Forever mode. And it's kind of like Fortnite. You start with 30 wrestlers in an in a, uh, in a arena. And then the last man standing, the last man that is still, still has an energy bar wins. Oh, gee. And you can do all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay. There's a really funny video of uh, Tony Khan promoting it. And then Eddie Kingston walks into frame and he just wants to talk shit about Claudio Castanoli. He's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Play the game. Claudio, I'm going to be up in you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston, you are a gem. He is. Absolutely. Um, there's also a, uh, a convention going on right now. I believe it's in Japan called Gamescom mm-hmm. where they announce a bunch of stuff or show trailers uh, of things. And one of the things that they've showed is that the PlayStation Portal, which is a kind of a portable version where you can stream your PlayStation 5, as long as you have a very nice Wi-Fi connection, uh, is going to be 200 bucks, And it looks basically like a controller with the screen in the middle, hmm. just like the Switch. But it's not it's not like the Switch in that like you get a dock and you put it in and you have a PlayStation 5. Like you have to have a yeah. PS5 and that's been an additional $200 on this thing. The PlayStation 5 is already expensive enough. So expensive. There's no. <laughs> I mean, a poo poo that idea. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I was just, uh, I don't remember, I don't remember where I saw it, but like the PlayStation 4 that I have is actually the slim version of the PlayStation 4. Like the original PlayStation 4s were huge, mm-hmm. like this PlayStation 5 is. And I'm like, I wonder when the slim version of the 5 is coming out. <laughs> How much they can drop the price on that shit. I wonder if they're just going to not even have the tech to make a five. Like, yes, when you, version of yeah, because it's like if you think about it, the slim came after doing multiple ideations of the original. That's true. So it might not show up until like PS6, PS7. Yeah. Good Burger's coming back. Yeah, I saw that. They're going to be streaming it. That's going to be uh, interesting. Yep, on Paramount Plus. Yep. It's going to be a movie. Yeah. It's called Your Good Burger 2, and they're they're all grown up. Yeah. It's going to be like that Kiki Palmer sketch. Oh, my God. That's Saturday Night Live. Not as, uh, as ridiculous as a Kiki Palmer sketch where my baby. What, did, what was it? She came up with her catchphrase? Uh, Uh-oh, they're going to bust. Something like that. It was like... Getting run over by the bus. Yeah. Knitting a bus. <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be fun. And then, um, so American Horror Story is coming back. Yeah. I saw the promo. Kim Kardashian's in it. Cara Delevingne's in it. I'm not really jazzed, honestly. Like, it's not anything to do with them. I just, I'm really bored of American Horror Story. Right. Well, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, um, it's just, the, the what's the what's the guy the American Horror Story guy uh, Ryan Ryan Murphy yeah um of the four shows that continued filming once the writers and actors strike hit three of them were Ryan Murphy shows not shocked and he uh somebody alleged he allegedly threatened to blackball crew members should they choose to strike in solidarity ew um but he he's he told the Hollywood Reporter that he's following the letter of the law and only going to set as a producer showrunner director. 
and on and working on scripts that were finished before the strike started. I don't believe him. Well, you know, and here's the thing. He could be, I mean, like, that's still his role. Like, that's still his role. No yeah. What? So it's not like he got rid of some of his roles because of it or whatever. And he's not like out there promoting, promoting things. But at the same time, if it's been rumored that he has been, you know, yeah. on on the people that are there, like that's not good. And that makes you an awful show runner in general. So don't be like that. Of all the shows that could functionally run without a writer, I feel like American Horror Story is one of them. Yeah, because all it is is fucking at this point. It's just batshit. Like the, the show is all like, I haven't watched in a few seasons, but I remember the last few seasons that I was watching it being like, you just have to walk into the show knowing that the goofiest shit is going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like so the first three were really good. Like I loved the first three up to Coven. Yeah. But then like it started to jump the shark after that. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't like the freak show one, even though I watched most of it. I was kind of like, eh. I skipped Roanoke completely because I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then, uh, but we tried to watch the circus one and it was so much like real life, I didn't want to watch it. Oh, the election one? Yeah, like I, I'm like, okay, I'm already having enough issues with the election. I can't do this right now. So I didn't watch that one. I started watching Hotel and Lost Interest. The only thing I've made it all the way through since was Apocalypse because yeah. it tied back to one and two and three. <laughs> and that is all I cared about at that point. So, like, I, you were watching 1984. I was kind of yeah, like, I didn't, this is all right. I even finished it. I don't think you did either. <laughs> so, and, and, like, adding somebody like Kim Kardashian to the mix, yeah. I really don't care. Like, that is the biggest turnoff to me at this point. I like that I saw the guy who played Chief O'Brien in Star Trek mm -hmm. uh, giving Kim Kardashian shit about promoting the show. Yeah. About, about crossing a picket line. Yep, like, well, you get him, Chief O'Brien. It's not like she cares at all. No, nah, she doesn't. You know, she doesn't care about anybody else but herself and her family and her money. Like, that's all it really is. So for her to cross a picket line is nothing because it's not going to hurt her at the end of the day. She's untouchable at this point. Right. She's a fucking monster. <laughs> American Horror Story is coming back, if you care. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Sorry, didn't mean to be so about it. but No, it's all good. You know, I, I'm... <laughs> Actually, I'm really kind of excited to watch the new Star Wars uh, Ahsoka mm -hmm. because I really, uh, I, I think I only watched like a season of Rebels, but it looks like all of the Rebels characters are in this show in live action. And that's going to be so much fun. I saw a clip of Mary Elizabeth Winstead mm -hmm. um, uh, at playing uh, Hera and, and talking with the little R2 unit from Rebels Chopper. And it was adorable. Yeah. They're flying and Chopper's giving her shit. <laughs> She's like, no, I didn't touch your stuff. <laughs> that'll be fun i know that i i name drop tony in every episode but like he keeps trying to get me there you go there's it we got you again tony tony tony, tony. and it had nothing to do with pronouncing anything are you happy now <laughs> i'm just screwing with him and now i'm just gonna egg him on every time exactly um but like him and mike pandoff friend of the show are both like hey you know what we could do we could do a podcast about Star Wars Clone Wars, right. Star Wars Rebels. I'm like, why are you trying to get me to create content around this? I don't have time for this. <laughs> and on top of it, they've been trying to get me to watch this for how many years now? Now it's just a, now I'm just being stubborn. That could be fun though, because <laughs> me and Pandolf are doing the movie podcast. Like yeah. you and Tony could do a, a Star Wars Clone Wars yeah, podcast. He, he said, why don't we do one where we get stoned and watch it? And I'm like, do you realize that you're going to have to come over every week? Because I can't come over to your house. I'm right. not going to be on Zoom, first of all. Second of all, we have to sit there and smoke and watch it. Right. So, like, how, how does that work? 
So we'll see if that ever materializes. But now I'm just kind of like, no, I'm not watching it. <laughs> but um, You'd rather go in blind. Well, what'll be interesting though is I'm kind of like on the flip side of it. I'm interested to see me watching it without any context. Sure. Will I find it interesting? Will it drag me into it? Because like we watched the Mandalorian stuff and we watched the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And even with the Book of Boba Fett, we had the Cad Bane character. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to know more about that guy. And like Mike sent me like a montage of things you should know about him. Uh-huh. So I kind of knew a little bit more. But I, I kind of want to go into Ahsoka blind and see what happens. Did I tell you I had a dream last night that you asked me, okay, what's the, the, tell me well, what I need to know about Kitty Pride? No. And like, I couldn't stop. Oh, God. I was trying to boil it down to the most important stuff, but it ended up being like 45 minutes. Your dreams are very interesting because you have some of the weirdest, like most innocent dreams yeah. of things. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm like, I had uh, like a dream about Roman Reigns last night. Like a sexy dream? No. <laughs> welcome to like, a, what the hell welcome to a preview of really big fan pod after Literally, like i was just hanging out with roman reigns i'm like i don't even like roman reigns that much i don't understand i think he's a cool guy like he seems like he's cool and chill like maybe maybe i would probably like joe i don't know if i necessarily like roman yeah joe seems yeah exactly cool. joe joe annoying yeah he like, like he would be fun to hang out with i think but um no, I think my favorite one about you and your dreams, though, was when you came out of your, your procedure and you were hoping you would have X-Men dreams. I was hoping that. I didn't. He was very, very high off of his procedure and was like, I was hoping I would have X-Men dreams, but I didn't. And I was like, oh. That was the cool <laughs> part is that we woke up uh, in the middle of the night because Lou was committing cat crimes. And... um it was very easy to fall back to sleep because I remembered what I'd been dreaming about. So I just picked up where I left off and, and tried to explain in my head to you that was living in my head about you. And then I just fell back to sleep. I like that you had like an interrupted dream and you went back in and you were still talking about it. Yeah. Like we could have been there for hours in dream limbo and you don't even know. It's true. <laughs> it was funny because I even even dream you. I could tell at one point I was losing you and I needed to like really start cutting the fat and... <laughs> And like, what are the what are the essential things left that she needs to know about Kitty Pryde? I know she goes through walls. Yeah, that, that's as much as I know. She's got a pet alien dragon, and and was played by Elliot Page. Yes, that's all I know. It was very well played by <laughs> Elliot Page. Love it. Fantastic Kitty Pryde. I don't have any news related things that would be of interest to the people that are listening. So. I, I okay. I, I am completely bone dry today. I was looking up things, and I'm like. Nobody cares about Ariana Grande firing her manager. She fired her manager? Her, Demi Lovato, and apparently Justin Bieber's on his way out, too. They're all firing Scooter Braun. Oh, they're all firing the same manager? Yes. What did he do? No idea. Like, it says that he's, like, taking on a new role at a different company, but they've all decided they're all to like, let nope, go. Nope. So I have no idea, but um, this could be related slightly to Taylor Swift because of the fact that Taylor Swift, he bought her masters, and that's why she's doing all those Taylor's versions. Uh, so these guys might all be jumping ship because they don't want to deal with his with, bullshit. With that kind of thing? Yeah. I know that they're doing like a re-release of something with Ariana Grande right now. Uh, I don't know even what the album is called, but it was noted in the news that apparently part of the problem as to why 
her and Pete Davison broke up was because her management was heavily involved in their relationship. Is it racist that whenever I hear Ariana Grande's name, I think it's a Starbucks order? No, it makes perfect sense. And and if it makes you feel any better, she's like, you know, race baiting to a degree. That's true. She's not that proud. She's, she's actually white, guys, in <laughs> case you're wondering. Um, she's just very, very tan. So that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked before. I did show prep like you, but yeah. I, I did not find anything. It's terrible that you did show prep like me because I do my show prep 30 minutes before we go on the air. Exactly. I did it like literally five minutes beforehand. And I'm like, I can't find anything. We're done. That's how I learned morning radio does it. So that's how I do it. She <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get to our interview segment. We got our friend Dana Winkler back and uh, we're going to talk about uh, Pee Wee Herman, the late Paul Rubens, but also about Saturday morning cartoons and our love of them. And that is next on the Really Big Fan Podcast. (laughs) Tequila. Welcome back. It's the Really Big Fan Pod, and uh, we're having one of our first two-time guests uh, this time. Yes, the return of Miss Dana Winkler, who is uh, joining us because uh, we were talking about having you back on the podcast because you're into all sorts of the same stuff that we are. But one of the things that came up in conversation was that uh, the recent passing of Paul Rubens had you nostalgic for, like, the cartoons we used to watch, when it was whether yeah. it be Saturday mornings or in the afternoons. First of all, how are you doing this afternoon? Um, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um, like you said, I mean, really sad to hear about Paul Rubin. So it's kind of been a, put a damper on, on these past few, you know, weeks, just thinking about it. Sure. Uh, but, but, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing okay. It's a beautiful day. I'm hanging out. You know, I got, I got my iced tea. I got my cat. I can't complain. <laughs> Excellent. Where's so- my outfit? Oh, yes. nice. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's dig into it. Um, what, what what are your earliest memories of waking up on a Saturday morning and, and getting excited because cartoons were on? I know. Um, so when I was really little, uh, keep in mind, I was born in 85. So this is where some of my cartoon, I guess, NIST came into, into play. But when I was as far back as I can remember, the TV was kind of like my babysitter. Sure. <laughs> so. I was, you know, it was always just my VHS player or whatever we can get with the antennas. And one of the first ones was Eureka's Castle. Ah, okay. That, that was the, with the the puppets, right? Yeah, it was more of the puppets thing. I think at the time, Jim Henson was really big. So it was like that and like the Fraggle Rock and, and yep. stuff like that. Um, and I would line up all my stuffed animals, like all in a row so we can watch our shows nice. every morning. And Saturday mornings also had Inspector Gadget. Yep. Yes which was great um especially since penny was the one who was always you know saving the day in the, in the long run so it's kind of funny yeah um, what was the dog's name again oh oh gosh inspector gadget oh, we're, gonna, we're gonna be googling a lot of things <laughs> that, that's what's gonna happen in my memory <laughs> but i just loved how inspector gadget you know is always like a go-go gadget copter but then his roller skates would come out and yeah. you know, I don't know. I always thought that was kind of funny. And, uh, you know, I, that whole show is, and the, the villain, you can never see his face, but he's always, yes. you know, his cat right there, you know? Yep. I find it funny. He pulled it up. His, the dog's name is Brian? Brain. Brain? Yes. Oh, okay. I was it was Brain because he was always saving the day. He was the smart okay. one. I like looked at it and I was like, Brian? I wonder if no, that's why the family guy dog is named Brian. No, it's Brain. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think, yeah, I think it was always the dog and that little girl, Penny, with the blonde hair. Yep. I think they were the ones that always saved the day in the long run. Between that and Inspector Gadget kind of clumsily running into them later on, kind of like a Shaggy and Scooby-Doo situation with the gang. How far back does, like, stuff like Penelope Pit stop and all of that? Is that pre- That's, that kind of, you're talking about the Hanna-Barbera cartoons? Yeah, because they and that used stuff to- was made. That stuff was like made in, 60s? I think, the 50s and 60s. Because I used to watch that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, there were a few. There were, like, the Wacky Races. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember Wacky Races. Stuff like yeah. that. that was 1977. I mean, I think a lot of those were, like, in the 70s, I want to say. Yeah, um, yeah. You used actually, to, like, the um, dog that would... <laughs> oh, yeah, Muttley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the that was one of the... Oh, that one was... I love the Hanna-Barbera stuff. I can have a whole conversation about it. Like, um, yeah. bear and um, everything. Yeah. They had, like... They had, like, a... I don't know if it was a retro channel at that point or if they just had, like, a retro block, but I would see all of those. So here's the funny thing about this conversation... I was born in 77. Danny, you just said you were born in 85. You didn't. 88. 88. Yeah. Yeah. So like we've almost got three completely separate generations of kids watching Saturday morning Mm -hmm. or or cartoons and stuff. And the fascinating thing is I remember growing up before cable television when like Saturday mornings were the cartoon morning. And in the 80s, when they figured out that they could package a 22 minute advertisement for transformers and gi joe it exploded (laughs) and it was like you got cartoons in the afternoons when you got home from school you got them sometimes in the morning before you went to school during the week and then you got them on saturdays and stuff and once cable happened it was all over (laughs) right then cartoons all the time yeah and and there really was like an evolution of like entertainment during that time and and how cartoons were actually like made during that time too yeah we went from like speed racer to to sailor moon in the course of really uh, like 20 years but you could see just the evolution of at least that style of of animation yep um i feel like sailor moon was huge when when i was growing up i I do remember that but it was like the americanized version where they would like I'm that Uranus was right. gay or like yep. anything. It was just like they're cousins. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, really, I'm obsessed with Sailor Moon. Like, I, hey, yeah. I still I've still have uh, the mangoes, the yeah. an Artemis on my arm. Oh, you do? Oh, <laughs> I I wanted to get a little Luna Ball tattoo somewhere. I just thought, yeah, that yes, that's what I want to put in between because I feel like oh. getting that little gray cat would yeah. not fit. I don't remember the gray cat's name. Diana. Diana, yeah, yeah. Diana. So, like, I don't think that she'll fit in here, but I think the Luna Ball would fit in here. It'll right. kind of unify it. <laughs> well, that's a whole fascinating uh, aspect of this that, you know, we may have to have you on a third time just to get into some of these tangents, something like that. But when, in yeah. the uh, in the presentation of cartoons, what do you guys remember is your first Japanese anime? Definitely Sailor Moon for me. Yeah. Um. <sighs> There was this one, and it came out, I want to say it was the 70s, it was called White Lion. And it was like, it was almost like a Simba, it was almost like a, a yes, lion. I, I actually remember that, too. Is it Kimba, I think Kimba, yeah. Yeah, Kimba the White Lion. Yep, yep. Was this an animal? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. the dude, right there. Yep. yep. I used that's to have right. that on a VHS. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
there was there was that one and then speed racer because my mom was kind of in my mom's kind of a big nerd too and she was kind of into speed racer and she actually named her car the mach 5 growing up oh that's awesome a camaro and she would ride her camaro all up and down the roads like crazy but <laughs> yeah so speed racer was definitely and we used to yell go speed racer go whatever yeah. i uh <laughs> I remember there was a cartoon. It was it was very Power Rangers esque, where there were five people that were uh, kind of had like bird costumes. Uh, it was called G Force when I saw it. Eventually, it was adapted to be called Battle of the Planets. Huh. And, uh, I, I've I think, seen images, but I have I not actually it, seen that one. So that's pre Captain Planet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I like they had a. I think they had a plane of some sort, and they had laser pistols, and they would do kung fu and whatnot. But um, and then I think eventually, I think in Japan it was called Gotcha Man, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I found out years later. I was like, oh, that was a huge deal over there too, and it was it was it had a totally different name. That tangent was very Paku Paku means to flap one mouth <laughs> open and closed, or like or like Mega Scott Man Pilgrim reference, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Mega Man Rock Man situation, you know? Yeah. yeah. For sure. And that was a fun thing we can get into uh, as well as the fact that a lot of what happened with Saturday morning cartoons is they started adapting not only, uh, you know, like, what can we make toys out of? But like, what are the big movies right now? Oh, let's make a Beetlejuice cartoon. Let's try to make, you know, Star Wars Ewoks and droids cartoons. and <laughs> Batman oh. Beyond. Ba yeah, Batman Beyond. Or the animated series, yeah. even. Yeah. Like, the animated series yeah. was on the tail end of... Uh, the first 89 Michael Keaton movie, I think. Yeah. Drop that. Yeah. I think it was just after the 1991 release of Batman Returns. They did the Batman animated series, which gave us the first Harley Quinn. Um, right. That was her version. Um, but yeah, and also during that time, we got the evolution. Of, that was the early 90s. It was like 1990, 1991. We started getting Spider-Man. The X-Men animated series came out yeah. in 94. Um, we got, uh, oh gosh, the, oh, there were so many. Uh, yeah, that were just, it brought us so many good characters too, like Gambit, you know, like Rogue, sure. like, you know, and and I love them so much that even to this day, I still call my friends Bob and Sugar, you know? That's <laughs> fun. Very um, cool. And it's, yeah, and it's because of these cartoons that we grew up with that kind of like molded who we are today. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you, you mentioned something too about like real life things that later on became, or movies that later on became cartoons. There was also, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, Ed Grimley. So I was obsessed with oh Martin Short when I was a child. Okay. That's a core memory. I don't know that one. Okay. I was obsessed with Martin Short. And he had his character on SNL. And he had his little like hair stick up. And he would just dance silly. And yep. his name was Ed Grimley. And they made a cartoon about it later on. That was totally weird. Yes, and then there was they the did. cartoon, the animated series. Yeah. Oh, also a wild thing to like, how are we going to make this something children can consume in 22 minutes with the, the giant monster? We have to make make him friendly and make the other monsters he's defending yeah. everyone from. I like to give him a little, I give a little son. Disney universe that they had where they had like, it wasn't just like Mickey and Minnie, but there was like a whole section of just goofy cartoons. Mm -hmm. That oh, was like Goop Goofy, Goop Max, awesome. Pete, all them. And like, it was showed like, Pete's entire family was involved and Goofy with his son yeah. and stuff. And that was like a big deal at one point. And they had like, there's that guy that's like it, the embodiment of Steve Buscemi in an animated looking character, but he had that 
Yes, voice. I don't remember, <laughs> I remember but like from. he played so many characters throughout. Like there was one episode where they did something where they were like going on a cruise, but it ended up being like a haunted cruise, and he was like this creepy like. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I have to Google it, but it was so weird. Like, I remember stuff like that because it was like the same voice actor. You yeah. run into him in everything, which was like yeah. voice acting was very big at that time, I would imagine. And that's one of the things that's really fun is to like realize guys like Peter Cullen and be like, oh, I, I know this voice. I recognize right. even as a child, you'd be like, is there a reason that, you know, Garfield sounds exactly like Pete Venkman and Ghostbusters. Oh, because it's the same guy. <laughs> same guy, yeah. And, um, you know, also, I mean, yeah, Ghostbusters is another example of a movie that later on became a cartoon. Yeah. That, movie that, that, that was absolutely was not for kids. <laughs> no, 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 it was not. I I'm remember sure there was a creeper. Yeah, I remember my parents actually took me to see Ghostbusters when it came out in the theaters and I hid because I was scared of Slimer and the dogs <laughs> and everything. Uh, but yeah. then when that cartoon hit, it was, it was everything. It was like, ghost. Oh yeah. Ghost. I want to be a ghostbuster for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, also, you know, you were uh, talking about like similar, like voice actors, also similar animation. So gem and the holograms have the mm. same animation as GI Joe. I want to yeah. say. Oh, that's and nice. you can kind of tell. And I remember even as a child thinking like, oh, it's like a girl version of, and a boy version almost. Like either you were a gem on the holograms or you were a G.I. Joe. <laughs> that was a but, funny one because there are a lot of, you know, young boys that grew up, myself included, that actually liked gem and the holograms a lot. And I, I wonder how much that is part of you could recognize the art style is very similar to your G.I. Joe cartoon you watch all the time. And then they had little music videos in the middle of everything. I was a little jealous of like girls got yeah. cool gem and the hologram uh, figures with clothes and they'd come with a cassette that had the um, songs from the show. And I was like, oh, I want that. Like, I, and they also, they, and G.I. Joe had a comic book. Gem and the holograms had a, ho a comic book. Yeah. And gem and the holograms, the, the band, the, the bad guys were the misfits. And I remember yeah. thinking like, Oh, that's so cool, you know. And then, you know, I don't know. I I was I was always a fan of Gem and the Holograms for sure. And GI Joe, though, I have to say, because I I was so a tomboy when I was younger. So it was, you know, GI Joe. It was gargoyles. It was, you know, whatever yeah, Transformers, He-Man, She-Ra. I mean, I could go on. I mean, there were so many good ones. They're doing a gargoyles movie, and Kenneth Branagh is directing. I think, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and of course, Keith David's going to be in it. Well, he's so. got to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yo, I feel like gargoyles was for your generation what thundercats was for my generation like it's kind of you watch Aries? it yes oh you watch oh, it and you're like wow that one's hot i didn't have that problem <laughs> <laughs> i, I can understand robin hood the animated robin hood oh for sure boxes that makes more sense to me but yeah <laughs> oh yeah like furts yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know, I there were there were so many good ones. Um, but you know, yeah, gargoyles was was really dark and stuff like that. I by the way, the NECA figures. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these NECA. Figures. Uh, oh wow, <laughs> so detailed. I have the whole set. Like that's so amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, NECA makes really cool figures. Very expensive oh, figures, but whenever they up too. <laughs> yeah whenever they make something it's always like very awesome it's the the best version ever of whatever you want please did you guys yeah. ever go down the rabbit hole of rescue rangers and darkwing duck oh sure yeah. yes oh gosh darkwing <laughs> duck was my, my initial dw 
Yeah. I sometimes just mutter to myself when I'm doing mundane things, let's get dangerous. Does the camera I, zoom I'll, in on you when you do it? Just yeah, like you know, maybe. Who knows? But I'm just like, I'll, I'll be like getting coffee and I'll get back in the car. I'll put it down and I'll start the car and I'll just be like, let's get dangerous. And then I'm like, why did I say that? I'm not doing anything cool. I, mean, I do too, like tailspin was one of them yes it that was had, like the blue character but wasn't from blue. the yeah blue from the jungle book is flying a uh, uh playing <laughs> and delivering things yeah but yeah. I, I was really big into rescue rangers that yeah. was my jam because they even had like they did a sherlock holmes episode mm. like the the baskerville yeah. hounds yeah book, like cartoon right so like stuff like that was really cool to me it yeah. was fun. it was funny when Disney decided they needed to get in on that and start. I think it started with Ducktales. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, this is really okay. We can do this." And they started just cranking one out after another. That song slaps. Ducktales is a great song. Yeah, I saw oh, somebody absolutely. do a drag performance to that at a pride. <laughs> Did she have a bill? She didn't have the bill, but she had like um a feather jacket nice. and was wearing yellow. And when it would go like woohoo, she would flap. <laughs> I, would, I, I would throw money i would throw money yes, yeah, right? little kids loved her yeah. they were like jazzed as hell and everybody was singing it was great <laughs> well that was another yeah. aspect of the of the saturday morning cartoons is your theme song had to be a banger a banger mm -hmm. you've got like 60 to 70 seconds to worm your way into a child's head and make them sing you for the rest of the day well, that's why I yeah. like the Batman one, because that's a banger. It is. It is no lyrics, There's but no it's lyrics, just really just good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that X-Men one, it had the... the da -da 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 -da. Yeah, the and yeah, the guitar, the electric guitar. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that translated over as over the years. Obviously, the Ninja Turtles one was really good. Yeah. Uh, the Power Rangers song, Everyone Loves. I oh, don't yeah. know anything about... Um, what was the one that you mentioned? Crap. It went out of my brain. I'll figure it out later. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't Inspector Gadget. Well, you knew Inspector Gadget. That one, Inspector so, Gadget. <laughs> she got me a box set for my birthday last year of all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons. It's like all 10 seasons of the cartoons. And it's oh. funny because when you uh, when you put the disc in, there's an advertisement for this Inspector Gadget CGI show that is an abomination. Oh, God. Like just <laughs> dead-eyed. PlayStation 2 CGI of Inspector Gadget. I was like, that's I all. I know what it was. I don't know anything about G.I. Joe. The only thing I know about G.I. Joe is the jacked up commercial, the ones that you have on YouTube. <laughs> that's literally the only thing I know. So it's like, I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. And, and that's, yeah, I don't know anything else. <laughs> I've never watched a single moment of G.I. Joe. That is all I've seen. There's a part of me that wants to leave you there. It's just like you think that's what G.I. Joe was. Yeah, <laughs> never show you an episode. Never ruin that. The guy was like coming yeah. up to him and trying to kidnap him and stuff. Like, I just like, I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah. And then at the end, there was always like a moral or something too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, the more you know. Like, <laughs> That's one of the things I've discovered. And I want to get into maybe some things you've discovered getting older and then going back and watching some of these cartoons. But if you watch some of them, the soundtrack is constant. And there's only like four songs they use for tr both Transformers and G.I. Joe. But there is always music in the background, which is fascinating to like put on and fall asleep to. Yes. And actually, the, the best example of that was a show in the 90s, which I am still completely obsessed with. It's called Pirates of the Dark Water. Oh, I remember that show. Yes. I don't remember anything about it, but I can picture the cast. 
<laughs> and, had a, and had a little phoenix that loved pomegranates and he fly around. But the water was poison, but it was a water world. Yes. You know? oh. And it, yeah, was, it was dark and it was brooding and it was like gargoyles where it was very much like thunder and lightning and, and, and spooky, but it was, had like a constant kind of uh, soundtrack like all throughout that was just very, it was sick. I mean, it, they had a full orchestra in that studio, man. Like, right. With violins, you know? I've, you have to like think about it for a second too, just in general, like with the 90s and some of the 80s where it was like the musical component was very important because even commercials, yes. like not to go off topic, but I'm thinking about the the baby back ribs commercials where the, oh, those sure. clips have come out now of the guys in the studio singing it and i'm just <laughs> like that stuff was so important mm. and i feel oh, like yeah. we've kind of lost that a little bit these days it is a, a little weird to watch the the descent of it like i said before once cable hit then we had nickelodeon mm. at the beginning and they would you know play nickelodeon was fascinating to be in because it would play a bunch of stuff from other countries because they didn't have enough content yeah for us like that's where we got to see danger mouse which was a <laughs> british cartoon um and then once cartoon network hit and it was 24 hours hanna Barbera cartoons and they yeah. added all that they started making their own stuff it was just it was all that was i feel like the late nineties is about when the regular networks gave up on cartoons. They're like, we can't match a station that has cartoons 24 hours a day. So screw it. Well, and it's like you had Dexter's lab. You had even like when they brought out adult swim, then you had yeah. space ghost and all that stuff too. And like none of uh cow and chicken. Like yeah, I didn't really like cow and chicken, but like, I remember it being there in between like, dexter's lab and courage the cowardly dog yeah like i was more of like the night cartoon like that was i i watched all the weird creepy stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah it and was then all nightmare me- before christmas it ruined me <laughs> and you know it's funny too because like the year just like a few years before when they started doing like the the 24-hour cartoon that that's when they we got our rocco's modern life and like yeah. things like our red and stimpies and our beavis and buttheads are like cable tv cartoons yep Daria is one of my favorites. That one's a really good one. Right. Um. Did you guys ever see, like, maybe not so much you, but you might be a little bit more closer to it, like, stuff like Recess on Saturday morning? Like, ABC would do the Saturday morning cartoons, and it was like, there was Recess and a couple others. I'm trying to remember. Was it a cartoon? Because I know ABC was the one of the ones I remember ABC growing up. Time block. That really started putting live action shows in, because you'd get... you'd cartoons would start at like 6 a.m. And they'd always start with the old cartoons like Woody Woodpecker and the Hanna-Barbera stuff. And then around mm-hmm. 8 o'clock is when they start shelling out the really good new stuff, whether it was a Pac-Man cartoon or Captain N or something. And then once like X-Men hit, it was around 11 o'clock once you're getting close to noon. Yeah, this was like September 13th, 1997 to like September 7th, 2002. And it, it had its own theme song, The Time Block. Like, yeah. One Saturday morning. And it had um, Pepper Ann, Doug, Recess, um, and there I think there was a couple others as well, but those were like the main ones that huh. it did. And it had its own little little emblem and stuff right. and everything, but it was like, I think it started at like 10 or 11 and then like ended at maybe like noon or something like that, but it was on ABC every Saturday morning. It is really... Think, go ahead. I think, oh, I was going to say, I think by then, well, also keep in mind, so... I grew up in Southern California and in, in, in Los Angeles County and stuff, we had like different like channels and different time blocks for like a lot of things too. But sure. uh, 
I think out of the time block or that you're talking about is a little different, but I did watch a little bit of Doug, but the rest, uh, I think I was, I was in middle school by then. So I wasn't really yeah. watching like, a lot of cartoons then mm-hmm. so much, but, but Doug, I remember I, I, even in middle school, I'm like, no, that's my guy right that there. You know, the, the beats awesome. were sick, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. have you, have you revisited any of uh, the old shows and, and either found a new love for them or, or been like, Ooh, this, this didn't age as well as my memories. <laughs> Uh, there's a few that don't age well, actually. Um, but, uh, you know, going back and like watching things like, um, although it's not like a, a cartoon so much. Um, I don't know. Did you guys ever watch like Big Bad Beetleborgs or like VR Troopers? No, those I didn't. I remember the name. Yeah. Name wise. Yeah. Like that was the that was the generation of like, oh, shit, Power Rangers is a big deal. What can we do like it? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like one of those that they kind of they took the idea from like a Japanese version of it and then they brought it over to America and VR Troopers. It was it was very much like that. And that's that they were in the in the computer kind of thing, you yeah. know. And there was there was a time where it was all about like computer stuff. So mm. there was also the. um uh, what's another good example of that? There was, there was uh, reboot was that reboot. CGI that one of those first CGI shows. Yeah, um, yeah, that came out. I think when I was like in the sixth or seventh grade or something. I remember I really liked reboot a lot. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I went back and I rewatched a couple episodes of like VR Troopers, and it was like very apparent. Like they there was some storylines that would make some women uncomfortable now. You know uh, what I mean? Or, or you kind of watch, go back and you watch something you're like, ooh, that didn't like even episodes of Elf. Sometimes you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. I <laughs> feel like, like that would happen with the dinosaurs cartoon, probably because it was basically yeah. like dinosaur Roseanne. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> you talking about? Are you talking about the live action show with yeah, the big with puppets? The big puppet yeah. guys like the suits and stuff. I don't think that that probably aged well at all. The last episode is wild. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what, are we gonna live? Uh, no, probably yeah. not. <laughs> like it goes really dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and in the background too, I think you see like a nuke cloud or something, like, or, or like a, a comet got hit or something. You see like a- yeah, the yeah. meteor, the meteor hits and it goes into an ice age, and they're just stuck yeah. in the house, yeah. and it's just like, uh. Uh, like, well, we can't keep this going forever, and this is what really happened to dinosaurs. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys ever watch that show? I think it was called like Thomas the Gnome. It was a 1980s cartoon. Yeah, I remember Thomas the Gnome. I, th- I think that's what it was called. And like the last episode was like incredibly sad because they only lived for 500 years. These gnomes, and they reached their 500th birthday, so they went out into the forest and be and then they let the the earth take them over, and they became trees. So essentially, they died. Right. So basically, it was the Radiohead's "There, There" video. I was to know. It was, it was fascinating what they either thought they could get away with or what they literally got away with because they're like, the parents aren't watching. Just, right. Yeah. yeah, we're just putting them in front of the TV. We slip it. Not only are the parents not watching, but the kids who are watching are going to tell the parents about this stuff, and they're not going to believe them because it's just kids going like, and then this, and then this happened, and then this. And you know what? And you know what? Right. And you know what? <laughs> I definitely went down like the Captain Planet rabbit hole. Yeah. Because like I feel like like with the gap of time that we have between us it was like there was like a big chunk of where they went just environmental with so many yes. things that's where like fern gully came from yep. it's just like oh, one yeah. big movie telling you the planet is gonna die if we keep doing that. right but captain planet was kind of like that as well to a degree it was all about recycling and yeah <laughs> 
It's funny too, because like I said, it went from Saturday morning kind of being the nexus of what you would see as far as a child to like, now stuff's just on all the time. Now all the different channels have the, now the the cartoons, when they come out with a new Ninja Turtles cartoon or a new Ghostbusters or something, it's just in prime time on a cable channel and you just catch, or you catch it on streaming. Like I did with the uh, new Transformers cartoon. They just put it on a service, which is fascinating. I'm like and that's up what... a thing to try to jog my brain. Did you guys ever do the Jetsons? I remember, the, yeah, I remember the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Jetsons, the Flintstones, and stuff. Um, another one from like the early '90s, I was a big fan of because they were going through that thing, you know, everyone loved the Ninja Turtles, so they yeah. had like a biker mice from Mars, and they yep. had like st- street sharks, and like to this day, I still say, "Oh, Jossum. <laughs> no <laughs> one gets the nice i remember those street sharks figures were crazy because they were just like they were almost like mad balls just a big gross looking head and then just little tiny arms and legs i think the the animaniacs are at fault for my humor probably (laughs) it's it's specifically the fingerprints yes the fingerprints gag is definitely part of that humor like that and pinky in the brain and stuff like that pinky in the brain was my jam and I I'm think like Animaniacs was like, is where Peaky the Brain was a spinoff of. And then yep. so was um, Freakazoid was a spinoff. Yeah. I think. Freakazoid was fascinating because by that time, yeah. I, I think I was almost in middle school by the time Freakazoid came out. Uh, and I remember watching a few episodes of it and thinking, this is, this is more adult than Animaniacs. Like some of these jokes are certainly not for children. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then there's Pokemon. I completely forgot that Pokemon was part of that. Yeah, Pokemon was a huge deal. It became such a big like thing overall for so many years. Like, but they had that whole TV show. They have like the little thing at the end, like who's that Pokemon? Yeah, and that sort of thing. So. And that was that was the I think it was in the first season they had the episode that all the that caused the epileptic flashbacks with all the kids in Japan. That they had to edit. Oh, it was, it was, oh, it was the Pokemon that. movie, the first Pokemon movie, and there was the, it was the end scene, and they had like a lot of flashing and stuff mm. with Mewtwo. It was yeah. that scene oh. had a bunch of kids that had a, the seizure. Um, yeah, yeah, no, there was. Uh, it's funny too because you mentioned that like at the end, there's like, oh, who's that Pokemon? There were so many cartoons like they always had like an end clip for about yeah. something yeah. like like Shira at the end of Shira, they'd be like, oh find this character in 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 the bush you know what i mean oh wow and there was um or like the more you know you know there was like like a little side thing and i feel like that's where pokemon kind of got their idea was from those 80s cartoons like hey let's do a little side thing in between commercials to keep them hooked you know they have a carmen san diego cartoon at one point absolutely did Mm -hmm. i watched the hell out of that i remember like the game show but i don't think i saw the cartoon as much i remember watching the cartoon because it was part of like it was part of the fox kids morning and that was around Mm -hmm. the time that like bobby's world was the thing but also like you watch fox kids because the tick and x-men were on at near the end of the the end of the morning yeah bobby's world always kind of gave me the creeps i don't know what it was about the animation style oh yeah yeah I love Bobby's world. And for some reason, so all my friends are, all my family's from Duluth, Minnesota, and they all ah, sound like ah, Bobby's world's mom. You that, know? Was, that was my favorite part of Bobby's world is is her funny accent. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Minnesota, Duluth, Fargo, whatever accent. Like, oh, we found him in a wood chipper, you know? I <laughs> yep. mean, that's there really is a girl cool. that does that on TikTok, but she says kinky things. In that in accent. That, in that accent. Yeah. 
And so she no. just like reads off like kinky things, but in that accent. And then just like she'll look at one and go, Oh my God, I can't even believe you guys asked me to say this. <laughs> but it's all like Minnesota, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Bobby's world was great. Yeah, the tick. Yeah. And um, for us, uh, uh, Fox Mornings was on Channel 11 growing up. And uh, they were like, it, it like went from like that to uh, what was another one that was at that time? But, um, you know, <laughs> the tick was was so great. And actually, I really liked when they actually had like a live action version of, of yes. it later on, too. Like, I love that the the actor that played Arthur, I thought was like brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, I still have some of my because uh, they had comic books, of course. I have yes. all those, you know, and, and it just reminded me so much of what what Space Ghost was before. Not not the coast to coast, but when he was like a Hanna-Barbera like cartoon back in the yeah. day. It reminds me a lot of his bravado, you know, and I think that's why I just like love the tick so much. It's it's wild because the tick is one of those things that benefited from Ninja Turtles exploding. Like there were a bunch of black and white comics that once Ninja Turtles hit, it's almost like the Seattle scene with the music. Like mm-hmm. once one or two hits happen, then everyone converges on like a scene and is like, okay, what can we get from the scene and like yeah there you go oh my goodness that's one of the originals yeah it's one of them but then also the toy can we talk about the toys that came out in 1992 okay but the mouth is so weird i like they remade some of these and like he's showing me and i'm like why does he have that yeah no they always throw like that turtle nipples through his turtle tank top i mean that's, oh that's my all- <laughs> what is it with it's the all- 80s and nipples they were gonna milk them oh god <laughs> so that one did have nipples right. okay yeah, yeah yeah no i'm like that you got batman yeah with nipples, the bat nipples bat nipples and bat nipples yeah and then street sharks they all had abs and shit yes so i remember those guys those guys those guys were wild yeah yeah i got some of their uh some of their trading cards and showed i i like street sharks i thought they were jawsome <laughs> biker, biker mice from mars though that was my jam I yeah mean, i missed out on biker mice from mars and found out yeah. through another podcast about the super nintendo game and tried it out on an emulator that game slaps that game is <laughs> yeah. fantastic yeah, it, I think I want to see this with some of the same animators that did like the Lion King game for SNES or something mm. too. Like it, it, it was visually it, it was difficult to play. Um, and I think I have a Biker Mice from Mars number one somewhere in my comic nice. collection right there. If I thought Very about cool. it, I'm not gonna dig, you know. Right, and that's um, another one of those things where like not only not only did comics like The Tick that which had no connection to Ninja Turtles benefit, but then people that worked with Eastman and Laird ended up making their own stuff. Like I think it was Cowboys of Moo Mesa was a thing that was made by one of the people who worked with Eastman and Laird on Ninja Turtles art and wanted to have their own thing. And they're like, please do it. We'll, we'll help you pitch it kind of thing. And then they, there they go. They, they've got action figures. They got a teach, they got a cartoon show and we're off to the races. Yeah. I actually, I forgot about that Moo Mesa one until recently. And I actually, I think, I, I think it just like, when I saw something about it, cause I, I go into these deep dives myself and I'll go through like Wikipedia, like dark holes, you know, and, sure. and, I, and I found it in there and I, and I was just like, man, I forgot about that. Like all together, it's like a weird flashback from a childhood memory. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Moo Mesa. <laughs> like, you know, it is, uh, it is fun being alive right now and being able to like anything you can think of. Somebody has probably uploaded to YouTube. 
So you yeah. can actually find clips of these <laughs> cartoons that live in your brains. There's a few Nickelodeon cartoons that were like a French cartoon or something like that, that at least once a year, I have to remind myself what that cartoon was called because there's parts of it that live in my brain forever. And then I'll yeah. go down that YouTube rabbit hole and I'll spend five minutes watching an episode and be like, ah, that was nice. And then on to the next thing. <laughs> And, and and for me, what that what that one show was too, um, and to, and I I feel like I'm one of the only people that know about this show. It's called Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah, and, I I I remember I remember they had they were they look like little super deformed cats with like mecha armor, right? Yeah, yeah, and they worked at a pizza shop, right? And then yep. and whenever there was trouble, they would like go, get shot out of these pizza cannons to wherever it was located, and they would just like show up there from the cannons. <laughs> So like the perfect show for you. It does. Cats, pizza, samurais. And, <laughs> and the people that did the soundtrack were, were the B-52s, I want to say, or something like that. So if you go oh, back to the theme song, it's just like, samurai, pizza, cats. Oh, yeah. Who you got? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best. They you didn't know? do the original song, but I like finding cover songs of those intros and stuff. <laughs> And Sublime did a cover song of the Hong Kong Fooey theme song. Yes. And that is like one of yep. my favorite things. So around the yeah. time Cartoon Network was just starting out, that's that's from a Saturday morning CD where they got a whole bunch of different modern like 90s acts to do covers mm-hmm. and stuff. The, the Toadies are on that CD. Um, uh, Matthew Sweet did the Scooby-Doo theme. Nice. On it. It's a it's a fascinating record. I've got it downstairs. We'll have to pop it in and listen to it sometime because yeah. it's really fun. <laughs> So yeah. we we could go on and on about Saturday morning cartoons forever, uh, but like the podcast only you know needs to be about an hour. So <laughs> we'll, we'll absolutely probably dig into this topic more than more than once, uh, and and have you back on to talk about more more things, Dana. Uh, but before yeah. we before we let you go, um, we. I'm adjusting a segment that we used to call what have we learned where we would kind of like quiz each other on stuff because it makes her very um, stressed, very stressed out. And that's kind of fun, but not fun to do all the time. (laughs) It's basically like, okay, you're a girl. Tell me what you know. Right. No. And tell me three things, you know, that's, that's not the point of the, of the, the discussion. But what I thought we would do between the three of us, because we all love some Saturday morning cartoons, let's say we get to program out, Saturday mornings from like, what is it? Six to 11. So you've got uh six, seven, eight, nine, 10. We've got five hours and most cartoons are a half hour anyways. So that means we got 10 shows that we can pick to put on a Saturday morning cartoons. What is our, we'll, we'll go around um, and, and, and pick some cartoons. We'll start with you, Dana. Uh, what, what comes on at 6 AM? Okay. So if they were up to me, I would start my day. Man, that's a lot of pressure. Man, I don't know. Okay, well, hold on. Uh, I kind of, I want to start it off dark and brooding. So I would start with gargoyles. Ooh, it's kind of like, all right. You know, it's kind of slow, kind of like how you first wake up, a little bit slow. But yeah. seeing like the, the dark and brooding, I would probably uh, go into a Batman animated series. Okay. And then keep up the comics. You know, I'm a comic girl. So then from there, the Spider-Man animated series, the X-Men animated series. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So we we got we got four of them right there to choose from as far yep. as that goes. But I like Gargoyle starting at the, at the 6 a.m. thing. And I would have picked X-Men as well. So that that actually works out. What about you? What are a couple that you want to throw in there? Mm, I got to go with Courage, the Cowardly Dog. You got to get Courage in there? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely on um, that. Sailor Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to think what else. It's funny because if I had to pick an anime to stick on Saturday mornings, it would be Sailor Moon. Yeah. Like I, I was not a Dragon Ball Z kid at all, but boy, oh boy, did I love me some Sailor Moon. Yeah. And I definitely liked Sailor Moon more than Pokemon. Yeah. In terms of the show. Ash was kind of annoying sometimes. (laughs) Ash was kind of a dick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Pikachu was kind of a dick too. Yeah, to Ash for no good reason. But Ash was kind of mean to all the other uh, all the other Pokemon trainers. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Um. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, my if, brain is smooth again. Yeah, this no, is that's what fine. happens when we play these when games. I put, yeah, when I put you on the spot, on the spot, my brain goes smooth. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, because that's the thing is, like, some of the ones that I like were are not appropriate for the morning oh okay. uh, i feel like uh i would definitely pick like animaniacs yeah because like you got animaniacs and pinky in the brain always is involved in that right so there's that um yeah yeah that would be it i like that i like that you picked like i said i i would have picked uh the x-men cartoon even though i watch it sometimes now on disney plus and i'm like well, how did i watch this as a child it's so ugly <laughs> It's so nasty. There is a very big aversion to some animation that I just can't get past. Yeah. And that was the the Spider-Man show. That you... beyond. Really? Oh, it fascinating. Because like the Spider-Man show you, you, you mentioned, I remember when that came out after the X-Men show and being like, no, I can't watch another one of these. The, the animation is just. Ugh. I would watch yeah. the Goofy one again. Yeah, I, the Goofy I show. Like the Goofy Goof, show. I Goof Troop. what it's actually called. Goof, Goof Troop. Goof, Goof Troop. Troop. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. That one's definitely good. Um, Darkwing is probably a Dark good selection Wing, uh, for that. Oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, I got to get some Rescue Rangers in oh, there. Yeah. Yet, yet another in a, uh, cartoon that as, as we got older, some of us got inappropriately horny about. <laughs> yeah, there were some people that really dug. Uh, Gadget. Your, yeah, Gadget. Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> I know I offered that a little too fast, but I, 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 I'm not saying, but I, I understand that that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> On the internet. Uh, yeah. And if I had to round that, uh, if I had to round out that Saturday morning, definitely want to get some Ghostbusters in there and some Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That was always fantastic times. And then yeah. I can't, it's funny because, so here, here's a question. As a kid, when, like, what was the show you, you remember that was, okay, Saturday morning's over? Because for me, it was the wide world of sports. Like when that show started, <laughs> I was like, all right, Saturday morning's over. I'm going to go in my room and play a video game or something. I want I thought I thought Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse kind of like ended cartoons when I was girl, but I uh, I it was so different. Uh, like I said as far as like the lineup growing up out there, but it would sure. be like a lot of like cartoons and then it was Pee Wee's Playhouse which had some cartoons, but then after that was like real life or live action stuff. Yeah, yeah. like like um Mr. Rogers and Lamb Chop and stuff. Saved by the Bell was another happened. one. It was a live it's like when the live action shows hit late in the day, it's like okay, Saturday morning's over. I yeah, like the news absolutely. happened for me. Yeah, if it was like the one Saturday morning situation, I feel like the news came on after, and I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't like local news. I only liked yeah political news. George Stephanopoulos on your yeah. Sunday mornings, as we discussed <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Dana, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast and helping yeah. us to uh, re rejigger our brains as far as the the nostalgia of Saturday mornings. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, no, just go out and support your local comic book shop. Um, and, uh, keep on rocking in the free world, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fascinating. Thank you, Dana, for being on the show. And we'll be back with more of the really big fan podcast right after this. 
Welcome back to the Really Big Fan Pod. Thank you so much, Dana, for helping us remember some of our favorite Saturday morning cartoons. The funny part is, after that uh, segment, we we ended up uh, going through like YouTube and showing each other. Like, yeah, we were literally in the kitchen. I think you were doing dishes or eating or something. Yeah. It was just like blaring cartoon music. Yep. So it was definitely a a brain jog. I had to go through the Animaniacs, uh, states and countries ones, Ducktales, yes. Tailspin, uh, all the Disney ones. Duck. I had you play the uh, the Gummy Bears theme. Yep, which I remember hearing, but never watched yep. that show. I couldn't tell you a thing about the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a lot of fun, and as always, we end our show with a lot of fun as we talk about our weekly serotonin boost that happens right now. This week, my serotonin boost is a comic that I'm not going to spoil for you, but just came out this week. It is called Marvel Unleashed. When this comic was solicited, I was like, I don't need this because it's like the pet Avengers. You've got uh, Falcon's bird, uh, the frog Thor, um, Chewie, who is uh, what Goose is named in the comics. So Captain Marvel's cat Chewie, uh, Doctor Strange's ghost dog and Lucky the pizza dog all banding together to uh, help help a uh, a stray dog hunt down um some somebody's owner uh i looked through it yesterday when i was at the comic store as i was pulling comics and putting them away and i was like oh no oh no this is cute i have to have this <laughs> i did not realize that uh chewbacca or chewy's name captain marvel's cat's name full name was chewbacca sassy danvers <laughs> yes but that's what uh that's what red wing uh falcon's uh falcon I'm just laughing at the fact that you thought you weren't going to buy it. This like, I really thought. you. This was like when you were like, I don't need to see the new Transformers movie. I'm not going to yeah. watch it. Right. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, that looks kind of cool. Oh, that looks kind of cool. But this literally has animals in it. That is like your kryptonite. It truly is. <laughs> it truly is. But yeah, I was reading through it uh, just this morning and I was like, this is adorable. I have to tell people about this. This is an adorable comic book. In the Marvel universe, with a bunch of a uh, bunch of Marvel pets, so go ahead and check that out. What about you? Uh, mine. I feel like all of the time when I do mine, mine like don't do serotonin boost for anybody else to check out. There's just you. What What was cool in my life yes. this week? I got to photograph emo night, like the official emo night, uh, the other night, and I was hired to do it, and it was a blast. And there were so many songs where like. We've joked before because, like, I, when we've played rock band, I'm really like, oh, my God, I need to sound perfect. I need to sound so good on this microphone, even though people can barely hear me. And I'm like, oh, God, I did so bad on that song and everything else. And I think, like, every time that we've joked about it, we've been like, yeah, we should just do a band. I think, like, that's the thing that's stopping from it happening is that thinking that I cannot do a performance. Yeah. No, I can do a performance. I did it in front of a bunch of fucking people because I was on stage jumping around, doing high kicks, screaming the songs, was hyping people up, yelling at everybody in the crowd to get crazy. Um, obviously, it's going to help my photos if everybody looks hype as hell. Right. You know, and when people get drunk or let's face it, half of the state is stoned, you know, you kind of get in this place where people are just watching and vibing. And I'm like, no, I need you to be crazy. So I was like certain songs, they'd be like, when I knew like a big part of the song was coming up, I'm like, come on, come on, let me hear it. And I'm like, Hulk Hogan. I literally was giving the Hulk Hogan. I didn't even think about it. That's exactly what I was doing. But like 
during Paramore, I did like a high kick. And then there's a video that I posted on um, acronymis.jpg on Instagram where Taking Back Sundays Make Damn Sure is on. And I just start jumping and I have like the camera in my hand. At one point, my um, my diffusing shield on my flash flew off into the crowd. Oh, no. Rocking so hard. And the, like the security guy handed it to me. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I lost my wallet. I was... <laughs> I was just going crazy. Um, so it was a great time. And I know they're going to be doing two more um, in October. One is going to be here at the Magic Bag and one is going to be in Grand Rapids. So hopefully I will be present for at least one or both of those. Right. But even even if I'm not hired to do it again, like there's no way I'm not going. Yeah. Like, I have to go again. Like that was a freaking blast. And awesome. just being around a bunch of people of all ages, too. There were a couple of people that have been messaging me since that are definitely like 18, 19 years old that were super hype and they were just like, you are so much fun. And I'm just like, I have little fans now and it's so cute. You are you are now the elder Evo. You are now the elder Evo. Padawans. I do. And it's like, they're not going to realize it until they get to their 30s that I'm just a loser that <laughs> like still is gripping, grisping onto my childhood with, you know, I just made up a word, grisping. Grisping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with all the music, but I have not grown up since I was 13 years old when it comes to my music taste. I like most of the things that you will see me photograph end up being like emo bands or like I, I was I had applied for like Offspring let, for tonight. I don't know if that's even happening anymore, but like there's so many different ones that it's like if you look at what I've been photographing, it's like Taking Back Sunday, yeah. Sad Summer Fest. And I'm just like I'm very much in that side of things. So I absolutely loved hearing all those songs. And like if I could just go out and buy a CDJ, I would just do that at the tangent or something. It would yeah. be so much fun. Today's episode brought to you by Grisping. Grisping. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it means. We'll figure it out somewhere between grasping, grifting. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for joining us once again for this week's Really Big Fan Podcast and encourage you to follow us on all the social media. We are on uh, Threads. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. That's Twitter, T-W-I-T-T-E-R, just like Jeff Jarrett says it. And uh, as always, we encourage you to join us over on Patreon, patreon.com backslash really big fan pod, where for the $5 tier, not only can you get commercial free versions of this show, you can get our special bonus show, the uh, really big fan pod double feature, where me and Mike Pandoff are showing each other some of our favorite movies and figuring out where they place in a top 10 ranking. And hey, maybe you'll get uh, a Clone Wars show pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? See Maybe. Here's another thing I just wanted to say before we get off the air today is that I am slowly going to be moving the old episodes that I have on the website at acronymis.com slash really big fan pod into the Patreon. I don't want to move it all at once because I don't want you guys to be bombarded. Just what, flood, this, flood the uh, yeah, thread. Exactly. But I'm going to start adding those there and make our Patreon like the home base yeah. instead of that website page because it seems like it just makes more sense to have it all in one spot. Cool. So keep that in mind. Um, check out our Patreon. Check out back episodes and uh, enjoy yourself and be nerdy. Yeah. Congratulations on the serotonin. We'll see you guys next week.
I took some Benadryl last night to sleep. Did you see the Hat Man? No, I didn't take enough Benadryl to see the Hat Man. <laughs> you have to take about 700 milligrams to see the Hat Man. According to Fred. Yeah, according to King Mob, um, you have to take 700 milligrams to see the Hat Man. And I think that also gives you access to the back rooms, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, I don't know if I want that. I just want, like, can I just, can I, if I do 650, can I just see the Hat Man and not get the spiders in the back rooms? I mean, I would feel like that you have to be in the back rooms already to then see the Hat Man. I don't think it's like you can take a certain amount of Benadryl in order to call the Hat Man on the phone. Yeah, or like just to drive by. Yeah. Have him drive by your house and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. If I could just take 600 maybe. No, I don't think that's how that works. The back rooms is awful, though. I feel like you have to do at minimum 500 milligrams to get into the back rooms. Uh, and then that's like an add-on. It's like if you're playing Fortnite and then you want to buy a skin, uh, I think you have to add on the extra 250 to 300 ones to see the hat man. If it does work like Fortnite, then I'm sure the spiders are what come free and then the hat man is what you have to pay for. Absolutely. That's not cool. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to go play in the back rooms? No. The back rooms are like uh, a horror-filled, uh, uh, like capsule toy. Like you don't know which. You don't know if you're gonna get the Hat Man. You're gonna get some other weird creature that just wants to, I don't know, lick you all over or something. Just crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, I would rather not be licked by someone I don't know. That would be kind of weird. You don't like when I lick you, and you know me. <laughs> but at least with the the back rooms, I feel like that can't be much different than going urban exploring. Yeah, except you can kind of know how to get back out. That's the whole thing about the back rooms is you, there's no, like, you somehow get in there and then they have no clue of how you get back out. I mean, you don't think that it's like kind of like Inception where you, like, take the sedation and eventually the sedation will wear off and you wake up? No. So you're just trapped in the back rooms even though you only had to take about 500 milligrams to get to the back rooms in the first that's place? What, that's what I've, I feel happens. I think that's I think happened. it's a bad trip. I mean, it's probably a bad trip, but, man, do you have some stories when you come back? If you come back.